Okay, party people. Are we... I don't see any... Uh... It's okay. I just got to zoom out. See? Okay. Testing, testing. Am I recording? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So what's up? Oh, I'm exhausted. It's been a day. Con <laughs> nerd. Uh, I was sort of dragged to uh, WonderCon. Uh, or wizard con wizard con i uh did not want to go and uh but my friends kind of more or less forced me to go <laughs> badgered me into going so i went and uh i uh it was it was kind of interesting but not my not my scene not really much fun for me uh sort of interesting to see the people who dressed up some uh some in very revealing or interesting costumes, some very well put together and some very lazy. So there's a <laughs> sort of graduation of a lot of like a lot of, uh, a lot of superheroes. There's a lot of, um, Jack Sparrows, a lot of Jack Sparrows. It's probably pretty easy to yeah do a Jack Sparrow. You just go to any costume shop. Yeah. That's probably part of the deal. Uh, and and uh, uh yeah not not really a fan of cons didn't really get much although i did find a bb8 uh droid toy uh for the retail price so i was like yeah i'll pick it up because it's going to be sold out for three months or four months and i was like oh why not so i bought that 150 bucks inductive charger it has uh bluetooth iphone control does this little hologram thing? That's yeah, kinda, it doesn't actually do a hologram. It does an augmented reality hologram where you make a video, and then you hold BB-8 out in front of your phone camera, and on the screen, it superimposes a hologram like it's coming out of BB-8. Right. It's it's a neat little yeah, it's a, it's a augmented gimmick. reality. Yeah, well, it's a fun little thing. It'll be fun on my desk and just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not really a Star Wars guy, <laughs> but it's, you bought it because it was rare. He, I, I bought it because it was cool. Okay, I bought it because it was cool, like my drone. Right? I mean, I didn't buy the drone because I'm super into drones. I bought it because it was cool. <laughs> gotcha. Um. Yeah. So I'm just uh, I'm kind of a little exhausted today. I've been walking around for hours. My feet are killing me. <laughs> Uh, but that's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Stuff. I'm happy that the weather has finally turned because last week was awful. It was hot. <laughs> it was muggy and hot and disgusting. It was like 93, 94. And, uh, now it's down in the seventies and it's finally, oh, good, good. Finally, we're getting <laughs> the right weather. Yeah. Now we had our first soccer game today in the rain. It was fun, but it would have been nice not to have rain. Um, so you, you know you got your toy. I got my toys in the mail. I don't think I talked about them. I don't think I had them last week, but maybe I did. I ordered those photons from Particle, little Arduino type mm-hmm. thing that's built in Wi-Fi. So I got those. They're just dev kits, and I ordered some stuff from SparkFun to uh, do like a motion sensor type thing. I got this little um, audio breakout that you can put an SD card in there and have it trigger it to play audio and stuff like that, and. Uh, had this other idea that I want to do. So these particle, the photons are 
web, their Internet of Things stuff, right? So it's really easy to control them from the Internet or transmit mm -hmm. data to the Internet or whatnot. So uh, one of the ideas I had I thought would be cool is whenever we get a sale, a company sells something, we get an email, right? And I thought it would be fun. Initially, I just wanted like something to like make a cash register sound or something like that. But then I got the idea that y you might remember, you know, especially if you're our age, there was a Fisher Price cash register toy that you had as a kid. You put the coins in, push the buttons, and like an old timey cash register, like you know, yeah. think like 1880s Mechanicals cash register, one. Yeah. mechanical one. And uh, so I was looking on like eBay, and they're like. 25 bucks was you know if you included shipping to get that I'm like ah oh, that's a little steep for this little fun thing because i really like the idea of hooking up some pulleys or gears or motors on it and actually having that thing ring its bell so now we have an email triggering like this physical thing going off right in the office be sort a, of a, yeah sort of a rube goldberg-esque kind of situation, yeah. yeah so i thought it would, you know it, it's tinkering i don't think it's like the world's most amazing project yeah. but it's just a project and i've not really done much where I'm doing mechanical things with Arduinos and stuff like that. I mean, I got the homebrew system, but that's using a solid state relay. It's it's all electrical there. Mm -hmm. Where this one, there's actually going to be pulleys or gears, you know, turning a crank and dropping the hammer on the bell. So, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to goofing around with that. Cool. That's pretty cool. Um <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. I'm just a little. Uh, was there any Mr. Robot stuff at the con? There was no Mr. Robot stuff. I looked for Rick and Morty stuff. Did not see any Rick and Morty stuff. I would have bought some of that. There's lots of um, lots of Game of Thrones stuff. Lots of X Files stuff. You know, mm -hmm. who was there? Jules Slate was there from. So there and Adam Baldwin were there. So there was Firefly stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't know if they were last ship stuff there or not. Uh, Duchovny was there, and um, I looked for him because I got a challenge from, from my friends to try to make Duchovny cry. So I was going to yell at him something like, um, Hey, how's that sex, sex addiction going, Dave? And so I'm like, How's Taya? I don't know. It, been, it was funnier in the moment when I had more alcohol in me. Okay. It was it was very funny in the moment, but we couldn't find him. Um, Lou Ferrigno was sitting alone at his table. Oh. I know. Poor Lou. That's sad. But uh, I'm not going to pay 40, 40 bucks oh, for an autograph. That's right. you got to pay for that shit. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I just don't... We talked about this kind of thing before, this... Uh, uh, transposition of value or whatever you know like i just uh, maybe you know if you're in the biz and there's a market a resale market for it i can see it right but i, I people paying it for their own collection yeah i don't i don't i mean it's people like what they like right i'm not, I'm not gonna criticize somebody for for liking that stuff which is but i don't get it so you know it's, it's, it's yeah, not i don't i yeah, collecting autographs just uh, it, it's for me it's much much the same of I'm not a person that like try to take selfies with famous people yeah. I did it with Sam at Delaware I don't know I broke my own rule but that's like the only famous person selfie you'll see mm -hmm. of me so you know but I don't know I just would rather well um 
when was I mean, they're just people. There's no need oh, it was, for me to pay a hundred dollars to to just to get to meet David Duchovny. Who cares? He's just <laughs> some schmuck. The guy from Parks and Rec, the um, Indian or the Indian Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. He. I was listening to an interview with him. I might have been nervous that I think it was somewhere else though. And he was talking about how he, you know, declined selfies and he'd rather have a short conversation with people or something, you know. And I agree with that philosophy. You know, there's. It's not like. People who want to turn a, a, a chance encounter into a part of their collection just I, just doesn't yeah. work for me, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I, I'd be happy to to talk with any of these people, but not pay money to get the chance to talk with them and, and wait in, in a line to get a chance to talk. There's a huge line for the cut. It's like, why? Like I said, he's just he's just some schmuck who happens to be on a TV show. He's not any different than you are. Mm-hmm. So, and I know, but but. I have a weird way of looking at things, so I, I don't expect that that's how most people look. And in fact, it's clearly not, because mm-hmm. uh, they're definitely making bank on this. So, sure, sure. I Before guess you. Lou Frigno isn't, but <laughs> <laughs> poor Lou. We should have you should have invited him on the show. <laughs> hey, Lou, you like beer? Wait, can you imagine if? <laughs> hey, Jeff. Would you mind if Lou Ferrigno came to the show with us? Uh, let me clean up the basement first. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it would have been sweet. We would have done a guest host with Lou Ferrigno. Um, we, he could have played it as the Hulk. Hey, Hulk, what do you taste in this beer? Punch. <laughs> Hulk smash. Hulk smash. Okay, so do you want to... Let's do my science corner. Okay. Um, do you remember what we talked about last time? Um, I, I don't not remember it, uh-huh. but I don't have any clear... Like, I don't remember exactly where I okay. left off. Uh, we talked about... Um, how you can look at an electron going and you could interpret that moving past it as if you took something away from the electron, right? Mm-hmm. You took one of you took its spin and pushed it in another direction. You can whenever I said mathematically, I kept using that, and I should have explained what I meant by that when I said mathematically equivalent. What I mean by that is um, you'll get the same answers uh, if you. If you use the idea of the electron isn't spinning and the whole world is spinning, or the electron is spinning and you're not spinning, or the particle interaction thing where you're taking something away from it, you'll get the same answers through all those. That's what I mean when I say the math is equivalent. And we also talked about how an electron, uh, you can do that with an electron, you can go faster than it, but you can't do that with light. Right. So you can't go faster than light and take a take its spin away from it. There's also the the fact that we talk about in the Dirac equation, it sort of spells out that these it basically an electron or any massive particle is constantly going back and forth between its two spin states, and the rate at which it does that is related to how massive it is. So, do you have any questions on that? Any thoughts? No. No thoughts. 
Okay. No insights like last time. <laughs> um, so I'll just uh, go into a couple interesting things about this. Let's see. I'm a little... <laughs> my mind's a little wrecked today, so I'm trying to, to get back into it. What did I want to talk about with this? So so there's an interesting thing about that. So the electron is, is moving back and forth between its spin states. And uh, I did also mention that there is an interesting thing about that, which is that if it was just doing that, that'd be fine. Uh, but we know now that there's more. There's this weak force, and the electron that's spinning left-handed has a type of charge that the right-handed electron doesn't. It's something called a uh, weak hypercharge. Name's not important. It's some some quantity, some some aspect that it has when it's spinning left that it doesn't have when it's spinning right. Okay. So that presents an interesting problem because in in quantum mechanics it is technically possible for something to all of a sudden change its state without having a cause. Technically. It, it's ridiculously unlikely for it to happen, but it's technically possible. But for it to happen trillions of times a second, there must be some sort of interaction there. So there must be something taking a charge and giving it a charge for it to be spinning back and forth like that. So the problem is, why don't we see that? Why don't we see an electron as is moving, emitting some sort of particle and grabbing some particle? Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's an interesting problem that we have the solution to. And I'm not going to get into that now, but it's just something to think about. Okay. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about what happens when light moves through a material. So, for example, when light goes through glass or through water uh, and, it, and it refracts. Because it's, it's an interesting phenomenon if you look at it from the quantum picture. It's often... Have you, have you, have you heard anybody describe it to you in a quantum no. sense? So light is supposed to always move at sea, right? But the reason why refraction happens is because when light enters certain um, materials, it stop. It does not move at sea. It's not in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. So what is happening with the light? If light always moves at sea, how come it's not moving at sea? Right. So... There's a lot of people, there's a lot of ways that people have sort of described this and they all kind of get it wrong. Like they've, it's been talked about how the photons are just being absorbed and re-emitted by the electrons or the atoms inside whatever material. That's, no, that's very, very wrong. Um, there's also the idea that it just bounces around a lot more. No, that's not really what happens. It's still going... On, on its vector, what happens is something uh, that's kind of complicated, but it has to do with, with a, a sort of mixed state, uh, something called a Goldstone boson, which is a, an idea where a boson, which is what light is, light is a photon, which is a type of boson, right? There's gluons, there's W and Z, and there's photons. 
when a photon enters a material, it pairs itself with an excitation in that material. So like a, uh, a quanta of vibration is called a phonon. So it's something you have a vibration, but a quanta of that moving through something is called a phonon. So you can have the photon sort of combine with the phonon and you get something called a polariton. And polaritons have an effective mass term. So essentially what happens is light joins up with another particle when it goes through another material and it gains a mass term while it's in that material. Then as soon as it leaves that material, it loses that partnership with that particle and goes right back to C. Okay. So the the interesting but that thing... Does, I thought you were... You started out talking about the refraction part of it, right? Right. So... What happens with a photon is, you know, a photon will go inside of glass and it will join up with uh, whatever excitation is going on in there. Um, there could be a, a couple different ways it could it could join up, but it essentially turns into a polariton, has a mass term, so it's slowed, and it's slowed based on its frequency. So the higher frequency, the less it's slowed. Right, mm-hmm. and so the energy is related to its mass. We know that, right. and so like uh, a blue photon will be distorted less, have less mass than a red photon. Right, right. But what's the mechanics for the the refraction? Like the photon goes into the material, mm-hmm. gets paired up with the excitation thingy, right? But in and. On a macroscopic scale, you can see the angles, you know, it, it's... Right. I don't know if intuitive is the right word, but you can understand it. But when we start talking about the quantum level, I was hoping you were going to explain to me what causes that change in direction. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's an interesting question. What causes the change in direction? Um... There's one for you. I think you got research it. Come back. Yeah, that's I don't, I don't have a good answer for that. Um, I I imagine it has to do with it has to do with. I mean, on I you know what I know on the larger scale, right? It's it happens not happens at the interface, the change, right? Yeah. So there's some kind of lensing effect in all these translucent right. materials. And, you know, the angle that the light comes in affects the angle that it is refracted. And, like, if you, you know, because, like, here, like, a diagram, right? The light comes in, yeah. it's refracted, and then when it hits the other surface on the opposite side, if this was a, a parallel piece of mm-hmm. material, it goes out the same angle that it came in. It's just off-shifted because of the refracted right. travel. And um, you know, I'm just wondering how that's accounted for when you start talking about quanta and... Exactly. Yeah, I'm not really sure this how the incidence of refraction is is done for the quanta as it, as it turns into polariton. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that and I'll see what I can find out. Cool. But yeah, that's a good question. Yay. Um, but so the so the thing to, to take uh, from this, I I, I think, is that uh, massless particles can gain a mass term if they pair up with another 
thing. And that the switching back and forth of an electron, uh, since it has what charge in one going one way, it doesn't have it charging another way. It has to be taking that charge from somewhere and leaking that charge somewhere as mm-hmm. it's switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. That's the takeaway. Science, bitches. Science. <coughs> what else? What else? Oh, the cool thing about the... So... If you orbit the Earth, you're in a geocentric orbit. Okay. Yeah. If you orbit Mars, you're in a Martian centric? Aerocentric orbit. Aero. Is that if you orbit Mercury, you're in a Hold on, hold on. Well, I'm trying to. So I'm guessing this has to do with Latin versus Greek. Yep. I can't remember which one is which anyway. Yeah. So Geo would be. Well, I guess the planets are Roman and the the orbits are Greek. Yep. And so the Greek name for Mercury was. Don't expect you to know them all. Hermes. So it's a Hermeocentric orbit. Right. So I you, thought I'd start with an H, yeah. but I was probably I was probably too close to helio being the right. familiar H word that I probably wouldn't have yeah. read Hermes. But that but that is Helios versus Sol. Mm-hmm. So right. um so yeah, a, a solar centric orbit is is a heliocentric orbit. Mm-hmm. Um the uh Jupiter centric orbit is a Zeo centric orbit Zeus versus Jupiter um, what else uh, Saturn is a chronocentric orbit I don't think they they didn't have they had, had didn't Neptune know. Or, or Uranus I don't think they had yeah. those so those weren't oh a um, Venus is an Aphrodite Afro Aphrodaic <laughs> Aphrodio centric, I think. Aphrodio centric, yeah. I just thought that was cool, like that the the names for those, right? Like, um, I, I've seen that before. Yeah, I think I heard on Star Talk, maybe is where. I... Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Now that I'm thinking of it, it was definitely Neil deGrasse Tyson's voice and cadence that told me that information. <laughs> you know, he was doing one of those "let's blow your brain" type. Yeah. You know, like you know the way he says that, right? When he's like dropping like knowledge. <laughs> Knowledge bomb. <laughs> so yeah, so it's not a terra-centric orbit; it's a geocentric orbit. Yeah, well, I thought that was cool when I learned that. I think it, I learned it because I was I was looking up uh, Mars, something about Mars landings, and they talked about going into an aerocentric orbit, and I was like, well, that, "That's interesting." And I looked it up, and oh, look at all these orbits. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I could add to that, but no. I'm done. Okay, let's see. What do you think? Because there was, like, lots of stuff I, that happened during the week. I was like, oh, it would be fun to talk about. But now I'm just... 
so exhausted from walking around <laughs> and just I was talking with Mike, my brother in law, who was at the con also, and he was mentioning like how there was like the state farm table up front. Yes, so. that was weird too. We were like, What's the state farm table? And there was here? a couple other like, Hey, let me hey, let me talk to you about long term disability insurance. There was and... there was somebody who was doing like siding for houses. <laughs> okay. That was really weird, yeah. The, but we started riffing on it and selling insurance for your D and your D and D players, <laughs> and just talking about the like the absurdity of like oh a level twenty mage with magical gauntlets, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like how the actuary would account it and what the uh, if, if you got a claim oh death by dragonfire that's not covered you didn't pick up that <laughs> that coverage. Yeah, I don't know how you could um, how that would work. Because oh, there's so many. if you if the premiums are more than what you have to pay out in claims, you know it works, right? So, <laughs> I mean, you got someone who's been. I mean, you play D and don't, but yeah. you figure there's someone who has a character that's been manicuring their character for years and years. Sure, sure. It'd be nice to get some insurance in case a dragon <laughs> lands on its head. But you can't like insurance relies on the idea that there are statistics that you can use to back up you know right. what numbers you're, you're putting down. but there's nothing you can do because every dm would be different yeah uh, you know all the games can be totally different and right. um and it's a uh, you have to interview your dm yeah <laughs> give me a list of all your dms for the last <laughs> six months and that, and that you know see what their games are like and see what the rate of, of death <laughs> in those games are uh what you're like you know what your propensity is there's there's too much too many variables. What if you lose a limb? <laughs> so now are... the DM could sell some sort of insurance in game. Right, right. They can make something up, but uh yeah, I don't I don't think it would work for a purely imaginary construct. <laughs> it's an interesting idea though. It was fun. We were riffing on a bunch of different things about that. Oh, you're a troll, your BMI's off the or you're a dwarf, your BMI's off the chart, too obese to no, we're not gonna cover <laughs> you. Condition. We're not gonna cover you. <laughs> but it's all muscle. My body fat's like two percent. No no. Uh Damien was at the we were we were getting something for um for Damien's wife, because uh, just to get her something, <laughs> and we got her. He had her little Tyrion Lannister doll, and the guy behind, I guess, was feeling talkative. The guy behind the counter is like, "Hey, you know, he's he's the guy I would want to rule. Somebody who's half drunk all the time. That sounds great." And I was like, "You realize you're making an argument for Trump?" <laughs> and then he said, "Oh, well, I guess I am." oh nerds yeah (sighs) it was interesting it was yeah not something I'm likely to do again but it was fun sort of gotcha it might guess if I was gonna take Max down I'm like no (laughs) not really no yeah he would he there's not much for him to do except for look at things. Uh, mm-hmm. They're selling lots of lots and lots and lots of shit. All shit they're selling. 
Uh, Mike was saying there's lots, one, lots of swords and stuff that yeah, he would have. He's talking about the weapons and whatnot. Mike was saying that there's one dude who uh, is like doing custom Lego minifigures, like actually like painting them and stuff. He's like, oh, really? That was really cool. I I saw there were a lot of like Star Wars things, and I was thinking about getting one for your kids, but I was like, but then I don't know, I could get one like for Max, but I wouldn't know what to get Allie and no My Little Pony stuff there, no bronies. I I, <laughs> I know there were no bronies that I that I saw. That I recognized. Maybe that'll be when what? Are, what is the the furry convention? Anthrocon. Anthrocon. Yeah, that's the big one. I don't think bronies are necessarily dressed up like horses. I just like My Little Pony. Okay. Okay. Probably wear like goofy T-shirts and stuff, but I don't think they're uh, Anthrocon. Maybe some of them. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a crossover. I'm sure there's some bronies who like ponies as well, like to be a pony as well. I mean, I looked into why people liked the show. I tried to watch it, and I was just not yeah. at all interested. But and I, but like I said, I don't you know, I don't hold it against somebody or, or, or like you're oh, stupid. Bronies are so dumb. Everything I mean, you like is stupid. <laughs> yeah, people people like what they like. I don't care. Um, but you know, I, I did give it a try. You know, to see lots of people are interested in this. Maybe there's something there. Not for me. No. For Allison, sure. Yeah, oh, sure. Uh, and for Brody, sure, I guess. Not for me. But I think that this was the same situation with the con. I could see why people like it. Not really my cup of tea. Right. All right. You want to go drink some beer? I do. Let's do We're going to go to a big beer con in two weeks. So <laughs> That's a different... Some, some people wouldn't get that one. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I, I don't know if I, if I love... I mean, I love Saver. The, I guess I've only been to the Great American Beer Fest. Yes, I've been there twice, so yeah. this will be the third time. I don't know if I love it so much as I'm just sort of impressed by it, and I do love the chance to go around and you know have all these beers I couldn't have, right? And uh, talking to people is fun. Yeah, but love it as a whole encompassing event. Yeah, not so much, right? Yeah, where I think Saber is a be- I think Saber is a more a better event so yeah let's all wrap this up and go to uh beers sounds good